You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi there and welcome back to Coaches Connection Podcast, the podcast for coaches brought to you by Coaches Connection Academy. This is episode 75 and my name is Anne-Marie Cross and I'm here with my co-host Jennifer Sparkle-Johnson. Now are you struggling to get new clients? Maybe you feel undervalued and underpaid but you're concerned that if you raise your fees you're going to lose those existing clients. Or maybe you're not sure how to market to your business so that you do get noticed and hired by your ideal client. Well, if that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And whether you're just starting up your coaching practice or maybe you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. We're going to teach you the right strategies around money, around marketing, and around money mindset so you can get noticed, get new clients, and get paid what you're worth to finally grow a successful, profitable coaching practice. Let's get started. Welcome back to another show. Your signature brand, we wonder, is the real you showing up? We all know the importance of creating a strong brand and a presence in the marketplace so that you can differentiate yourself from all the other coaches working in your industry. However, this is so much easier said than done for coaches. I mean, some questions that often come up, what is unique about me? How do I position my services and myself differently from what everyone else is doing and how can I stand out? These are just some of the many questions that coaches in our academy and that we network with, that's what they ask when it comes to creating a signature brand. And because they're confused and feeling a little overwhelmed, there are three things that can often occur, three mistakes, three traps, three traps if you will, that will not allow their signature brand to really shine through and we don't want you to fall into that same trap when it comes to defining your signature brand. So Jennifer and I are going to share what these three common mistakes are and what you need to do to focus on so that the real you can show up in your brand and why it's important that the real you does show up in your signature brand if you want to build a thriving coaching business and uh, that is coming up in the Words of Wisdom segment. Jennifer, before we dive into that, you have got a quick announcement you want to share with everyone. Yes, yes, yes. We are so excited to be sharing with you the brand new free training and it's called Podcasting Profit Secrets, an introduction. Oh my goodness, we had so much fun putting this together and we know it's going to support so many of you. This is all about how you can have and create your own podcast to help you build your coaching business. And we also share with you something that I feel is really important. And Anne-Marie definitely wanted to get out there into the marketplace. And it's the no cost or low cost tools to get you started. And all you do is go to www.coachesconnectionacademy.com forward slash podcasting. Again, that's www.coachesconnectionacademy.com forward slash podcasting. And here's today's tip of the week. So with this tip of the week, we thought we would feature another question that was sent in because as we know, if if one person is thinking about a particular area in their business that they're struggling with, we're pretty sure that there are many others of you who are also struggling and have the same question. So Lisa W sent in her question and it's so 
uh, something that so many coaches do struggle with. And she asks, how do I structure the sessions to make sure that I'm giving valuable bite-sized pieces of information without overwhelming the client and myself? Oh, this is such a great question, uh, Lisa. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you first is how long are your sessions? So many coaches, when they get out of their coach training or their coach certification, they are delivering hourly coaching sessions, you know, 60 minutes or even longer in some instances. So what Jennifer and I really want to, to recommend for you today, and this may be something that kind of... <gasps> really uh, comes as a bit of a surprise and if, if you're listening to and, and kind of thinking about your your schedules and, and your sessions we recommend 30 minutes if you are having a session with a client unless of course it's a VIP day that's something completely different but with a general catch-up session as part of a program or a package we recommend 30 minutes or definitely no longer than 45 minutes otherwise the um, yeah it, it can become very overwhelming uh, for both you and of course the client and we know when a client feels overwhelmed what do they do they do nothing they remain in their stuckness and so Jennifer is going to share a little bit about how you can start to really structure that 30 or that 45 minute session so that you and your client get, get the best outcome from that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and one thing that Amory and I both uh, absolutely agree on is, you know, it's that focused laser coaching. We're all busy. We need to get in get the support we are looking for and that we need and we need to go get into action right that's that's another bonus reason why to have a very um short streamlined coaching session okay so here's some things that we really want you to think about if you're teaching something completely new to a client it is best to think about what you're teaching around one specific outcome or or one you know mini outcome to start with so really get kind of clear on what am I teaching them? And especially if it's something new, what's the one mini outcome that, that I want to share with them right now for them to be able to accomplish? What I mean by that, for example, um, if it's a visibility coach who helps people with speaking, in particular findings of speaking gigs, right? So you're looking for some speaking gigs, trying to include everything in that session that they do need to know, or even multiple things in that one session, it can be too overwhelming. So let's let's pinpoint and think is what is the one thing that you want them to walk away with that they can get started on and start building upon, right? Because as we know, as Anne-Marie just said, you know, if, if we get into overwhelm, that can also make us feel anxious, which means we're not going to do anything in general because we're, you know, we're human and, and that overwhelm um, can put us into that procrastination mode or really just almost like a, a timeout mode. I'm not going to do anything. And I can speak honestly because as you know, Amory and I are transparent. That literally is me. If I get too much coming at me at once, I'm like, oh, timeout. Hang on. I can't do anything. <laughs> so let's look at, at that one mini outcome and, and really think about this. Okay, and you kind of use this as a quick checklist for yourself. Think about what's the first thing that my client needs to know. Okay, what are the steps that will help my client understand this first thing? So what do they need to know? And what are the steps to help them understand the first thing? And then the next thing for your checklist is, are there any exercises that I have the client that can do right now briefly together during the session so that I can actually see how they're doing and how they're progressing? And then the next one is, 
What question can I ask the client to ensure that he or she has what they need to move forward on their own? I love that. Love that one. And then next, we want you to think about what other activities, you know, such as a worksheet, a template, other things that you can actually send and give to your client that they can do between the sessions for them to deepen that learning and get into action. Because it's all about sharing, you know, something so they can get into action. And that is one of the most supportive things you can do instead of overwhelm. Brilliant nuggets there, Jennifer. And that brings us to a third piece of advice, which really does follow on so nicely from what Jennifer has just shared. And that is where you think about the structure or the format of your session. For instance, when you first get together, do you allow the client to celebrate, you know, celebrate what he or she may have been generating as far as successes, getting some insights, getting some ahas since the time that you have last spoken? Really very important to, you know, to start the session off on, on a, you know, positive note. And do you give them an opportunity as well to really deepen the learning around a particular topic? Because quite often, as experts in our field, we take for granted what our clients don't know, because it's just it's just so natural for us. We've often many of us have spent years in our particular area of expertise, and we need to step back and remind ourselves that for your client, it may just be the first time they've heard that particular piece of advice, or seen that new template, or seen that new whatever it might be, and so give that client some space to really let that sink in. Ask questions, get your client to give you some feedback about that and really allow that client to ask questions and give you feedback so that you can check in to ensure that they really are understanding what you're saying. It's also really important too to have some great questions to ask in terms of mindset. In other words, you can teach a client or share something with them that is going to be life-changing for them. But if they don't have the right mindset to support them, if they don't have the right belief that they can go ahead and do that and take action on that, then there may be barriers or blocks that you just need to address before you leave that meeting so that that new insight that you have shared uh, has the best possible impact in the results that they're going to achieve. So I think in that, Lisa, I, I really do hope, we hope that it really does give you some insights in how you structure your session, the length of time, um, the different sections of, of the session so that you can ensure that you are giving valuable information, support and content uh, for your client. Now, just like Lisa, if you have a particular question that you would like us to answer, all you need to do is uh, go to the show notes and we'll put a little link to where you can click through on and leave your question for us. So I hope that was helpful, Lisa. Let us know. And uh, hopefully if this is something that you've been struggling with, that you have gotten some value from that as well. Today's words of wisdom to help you take your coaching practice to the next level. Your signature brand is the real you showing up, showing up in everything that you do, or if you're honest with yourself, maybe you kind of put on a mask before you go out, before you go networking, or maybe you feel awkward 
not really showing up as the authentic you. So today we want to talk about three common mistakes that coaches will often make when they are trying to distinguish themselves, when they are trying to create that unique signature brand. And also we want to focus on what they do need to focus on instead to help you create a signature brand that's unique, that's going to stand out from the crowd so that you are memorable for all of the right reasons. But firstly, let's let's just define what Jennifer and I mean when we refer to the term your signature brand. What's a signature brand? Yeah, the signature brand, you, you know, many people think that their quote unquote brand, it's their business logo, their business card, letterhead, envelopes, um, you know, marketing material, brochures, website, all those things. That's what most people actually think their signature brand is. And of course, while these things are all very important, they are actually about the branding elements that's going to help you communicate your brand message to your potential clients. So there are actual elements. I love that. Your signature brand goes much deeper than the branding elements and your signature brand communicates your promise of value and why people should invest in themselves with you and not your competitor. And when you define it that way, Jennifer, we can really see why it's so important that we take some time to consider, to define, to understand what it is that we want our signature brand to be because it really does create that experience, create that emotion, create an expectation of people when our name is mentioned or when someone starts to speak about us. So signature brand, I, I think, is just so very important. Here are some other reasons why. And you know what? We could have an entire show all on its own. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and we certainly will put some links on the show notes to where you can find out a little bit more information around the benefits to having a, a signature brand. But here are just some benefits just so that you realize what you can do, what you can achieve and what your coaching business can, the results for your coaching business when you really do define your signature brand. Firstly, you can position yourself as an expert. People look at you, they hear you, they see you, they read your articles. And when you have that powerful signature brand that's consistent and showing up all the time, you can position yourself as an expert. Here's one that will get you excited. When you've got a strong, memorable signature brand, you can charge a higher fee because of the increased perceived value. Now, there is incredible value as a coach that you can bring to, to your clients, but people will resonate. They'll see that and you can charge a high fee. You can create a powerful, clear and consistent message. How many times do coaches sit in front of a blank page? They want to write something. They want to share something. But because their signature brand is a little bit all over the place, it doesn't help them focus. So that's really important, a consistent and clear message. You can attract your ideal client. When you have a you know unique, powerful, consistent signature brand, we all want that, don't we? And of course, lastly, mm. number five, you can create a unique brand, a presence that's very difficult to copy because guess what? No one is you. No one has all the unique qualities and characteristics and attributes and strengths that make you, you. And I don't know how many uh, comments that I read on social media where someone has said, oh, I've just been copied. Someone's, you know, using my whatever it might be. Well, guess what? When it comes to a signature brand, 
People might try and copy you, but they'll show up as fake. So if you create a unique brand presence, it's very difficult to copy. And of course, we'll put the show notes, uh, the link up to the article in the show notes. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP 75. And you can click through and read a little bit more about each of those uh, key areas. I think a great visual for people to help them when they're trying to really understand the definition of the signature brand is I, I just want everybody to take just a second and think about a store or a coffee shop or a restaurant that you know their signature brand really well, right? Because you know that value, the promise of value when you step into that establishment and you know that value you're going to receive. And, you know, I always use a favorite coffee shop one, yet we're, you know, you can even think of a restaurant or a store. And really, I think if people can connect with that, they'll really grasp what we're trying to share here. Mm. As you're saying that, uh, for me, I love the Mac computers. And if you compare Mac to PCs, they're quite a lot more expensive. But you know what? Because I uh, I love Apple, I don't care. You know, if they release mm-hmm. a new whatever it is, I want to check it out. You know, I'd love to add that to my collection, as I say. Yeah. But that yes. is what a strong, powerful brand can do. Exactly. So I just want people to think for themselves, oh, what would that be that I I experience in my life to really just kind of anchor that for them. Mm. So let's jump into the first mistake. What's the first mistake, Jennifer? Oh, yes. The first mistake, number one, is where you try to copy what other successful people are doing. Oh my goodness, we see this time and time again. Mm-hmm. One of our tweets actually was this, want to build a strong brand? Authenticity and integrity are vital. Don't try to be something you're not, it'll show. Oh my goodness, that is so, so true. And if you want to put it into the context, think about this and picture this for yourself. Um, you know, visualize one of your competitors is very charismatic, yet has a controversial style to them and actually is known for dropping a few colorful words here and there, right? And definitely sharing and voicing their opinion. You know, she's sick, she's definitely shaking things up and, and just totally bursting through all the status quo things that are being uh, said. And What's interesting is she doesn't like something. She's actually going to tell you and she's going to do it in her very powerful and edgy manner, right? So think about that. Now she has this large following with her for her on social media networks, people who just love her. You know, she has a line at the door when she does things. She's just absolutely uh, powerful and her business is thriving. You're, you're seeing all of her success and achievements. And then what happens is you may try to actually emulate these qualities and approach in your business. Well, guess what? First of all, it's exhausting. It probably feels awkward. And despite your best efforts, you're just not attracting anywhere near the results that you'd hoped for. In fact, you're, you're probably still the world's best kept secret and you're feeling miserable and frustrated. Well, it's no wonder because when you're trying to be someone else, you're going to make so many mistakes trying to act and be like someone else. It's going to take so much energy. And what's really, really important that we want you to hear, it's not the real you. So as Emery just uh, hinted to a few moments ago, it's about being the real you. So if you're trying to be like someone else, it's not the real you that's showing up in your business. And of course, that might feel like uh, unnatural, unauthentic, and definitely awkward. So here's what we want you to think about. Ask yourself this, your signature brand, is authenticity really important? 
Well, yes, it is. Authenticity is, it's critical, it's crucial, especially when it comes to your brand. Nothing speaks louder and more powerful than when you give yourself permission to show up as you in your business. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> give yourself permission <laughs> to show up as you. Could you, you imagine if everything. I wasn't allowed to be sparkly? Oh, that would be so We said, Jennifer, like, can you not smile all the time and be so happy? <laughs> I'm feeling miserable and I want you to feel miserable. Yeah, I know. It just wouldn't be... Uh, yeah, it would, it would be inauthentic. Yep, exactly. Okay, so here's the common mistake number two. And this is where we listen to the advice of other people, other people who may very well have your best interest at heart. They may really care for you and want to support you. But unfortunately, even though they do have the best of intentions to provide you with, with you know, advice that you can implement when it comes to defining your signature brand and how you can distinguish your services from everybody else, it really is impossible for anyone to truly understand your vision, your values, your core beliefs. And these are really important things. These are so important because these are the things that you stand for. These things are at the core of who you are. And one of the many aspects that you should identify and really define and get clear on as you work through the, the branding process, very, very important. And I've been in personal branding, so personal branding strategist for well over a decade and, you know, have helped so many clients over that time to define and build a powerful magnetic signature brand. But you know what? In all of those years, I've never told a client what they should be, what they mm. should be doing with their brand, how they should act, what they should say, what their brand attributes or strength or their brand voice or their brand story, all of that. I don't tell them what they should be. And, and when I hear what other people are saying, it really does sadden me because it means that their uniqueness is not allowed to shine through. Imagine if I was to say to Jennifer, well, you know, that bubbly, beautiful sense of humor that you have and that, that sparkle, mm -mm -mm. you just need to leave that at the door when you, when you go out. Absolutely not. It's just so much core of who she is. Um, that would just be, yeah, destroying and, and, and asking her to dim her light. Going through that branding process should involve you identifying, and I love using the word unearthing, essential information about you, about what's unique about your brand, not what I think you should be, or for that matter, what anyone else should think that you should be. Because I have my own values. I have my own set of beliefs. And that can really cloud a client's true essence. And that's why I'll never tell anybody what they should be or what they should not be. But rather, and here's, the, here's what's really important, you need to ask yourself the right questions. You need to think about what is showing up quite uniquely for you. And often we don't recognize our uniqueness because it comes so naturally to us. So start to really, how do I show up? All of these different things are so important. And when you understand what they are and get clear about it, then you can show up far more purposefully and really incorporate those key things within your own unique, authentic signature brand. So 
When you are identifying these key elements for your brand, so your attributes, your strengths, your characteristics, are you a bubbly person? Well, incorporate that into the brand because that's how you're going to show up no matter whether you are in person with someone, whether you are uh, Skyping with them, so you're not face-to-face. That bubbly nature will, will come through. You need to incorporate that into your brand, what's uniquely you, what resonates with who you are and what you stand for, not what someone else has told you how to be. And I know for many of you who have been told, that's a huge sigh of relief for you. Again, giving yourself permission to show up as you. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I just love that. Okay, let's look at the mistake number three. You work on all of your external brand touch points, but not the core elements of your brand. The branding process must, I mean, must start with you. And sometimes we just forget that and don't realize it. So what we mean by that is the core of your brand must reflect vital elements such as your mission, your values, and your purpose. Your unique characteristics and key factors that drive you forward with immense passion and why you have chosen to do the work that you do for your for and with your clients will influence your signature brand and how you will continue to show up in the world. Wow, I just love that. I love that. Now we want to share something. As Jim Signorelli from A Story Branding, as Jim says, the branding process should start with identifying the inner layers of brand. It's the why you do what you do. It's the cause that you're trying to promote. That's beautiful. Love that. All right. Now what we want you to think about is, is you know, we're, we're talking how it must reflect the the vital elements of you, right? Once you've identified these core elements, then and only then you can start to work on the outer layers of your brand, such as your logo, the brochures, the designs, and the brand touch points. That's when those things come true for you and come forward. So make sure you start with the core elements of your brand first and then move into the outer layers of your brand. So think of when you're doing this, think of, you know, it's starting from the inside out. Yeah. So just to sum up again, these are some of the things that you need to think about, some of these core elements when you are creating your unique, powerful, memorable signature brand. So to get started, you need to really start to get clear on your unique strengths. I mean, what are you naturally good at? And as I said earlier, sometimes it's very difficult to understand that or define that because it comes so naturally to us, we take it for granted. So think about what people often say to you and that they admire about you. Oh, you are so good at this, this, and this. Oh, you know, whenever I am in your company, I go away feeling so inspired that I can take on the world. Often comments from people around us can give you a a little insight into some of these strengths that are unique to you. So start getting clear about that. Start journaling those things. You know, you can also think about your unique attributes or your characteristics. As we said before, Jennifer is naturally a bubbly, sparkly person. That's why she's known as Jennifer Sparkle Johnson. She is weaving that beautifully into her brand. And if you meet her in person or even see her from the other side of the room and have not yet spoken to her, you just know she's this bubbly, you know, vivacious person, sparkly, because that is just who she is and how she shows up in everything that she does. So what about you? Is there a natural characteristic or something very unique about you 
that you can then um, weave across all of the, the, the elements of your signature brand and how you show up. Maybe you're naturally funny. How can you weave your sense of humor and, and this, that sense of fun and joy into your signature brand? And here's something that's really important and, and a reminder of why this is something that you want to, to spend some time on. Because the blend of characteristics, attributes, strengths, all of that, your mission, your purpose, your values, that combination is so unique to you. No one else has that unique combination, those unique qualities and, and characteristics, nor do they have the, you know, all of those things that come so naturally to you in that unique blend. So when you identify and embrace them and certainly leverage them within your signature brand, no one else will copy you. And when they try, it'll show up as, as um, yeah, inauthentic and, and you know, fake. Uh, someone who is fake stands out a mile for all of the wrong reasons. So to sum it up, so much content. Go back and listen to the show again. Take the notes. But also the uh, article, Five Reasons Why You Should Build a Unique Signature Brand, will leave the link on the show notes. So again, the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP75. Lots of great stuff today. You know, today's inspirational message is all about the power of the word no. Now, having said that, some of you might go, oh, goodness gracious, because a lot of times we want to help people. We want to do everything we possibly can at every moment to make things better for others. And what can happen is it can get us into overwhelm. So today's message is all about the power to say no, which is actually saying yes to yourself. When you do that, remember, it's okay to say no. Some things to think about. Do it very gracefully so that it empowers you in your best way. So do it with kindness. And when you say no, make sure you do it powerfully, meaning there's no wiggle room for someone to try and change your mind. Oh, I love that. So that's the power of no. Another jam-packed episode. And uh, we really do encourage you to go back and listen to it because your signature brand and learning how to say no and an empowered no is so important in your business. If this is the first time that you are joining us today, then it really has been an honor to be able to spend the last 30 or so minutes. And we would love to continue to uh, spend some time with you each and every week through our shows. Please go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP iTunes. If you go to our show notes and you're not on iTunes and you've got an Android, you can subscribe to our Stitcher channel. While you're there on iTunes or on Stitcher, can you do us a favor? This really helps us get our show out into the hands of many other inspired entrepreneurs and coaches. Leave a comment and a rating and share that. It'll really help us make a difference in the world of coaching. Anyway, bye from us. See you later, Jennifer. Bye-bye.